We're announcing the first ever Ryan and Rush giveaway. If you subscribe to our YouTube channel and leave us a comment on one of the videos or give us five stars on Apple and Spotify and leave us a comment, we'll send you some merch. Totally free on the Ryan and Rush show, shipping included. That's at Ryan and Rush show. Send us a screenshot on Twitter or Instagram of your subscription or five-star review and we'll send you some merch. Enjoy the show. Welcome everyone to another edition of the Ryan and Russ show. On today's episode, we preview the West Virginia versus Oklahoma game as it's the most important game of the year for the West Virginia men's basketball team. All ahead on the Ryan and Russ show. And we welcome you back to your source for West Virginia sports. I'm Rambling Rush. He's Moneyline Mac. We are the Ryan and Rush Show, and we're getting right into it. Ryan, this is probably the most important game of the season coming up with Oklahoma coming to town on Saturday, not even being hyperbolic here. Um, Just our history with Oklahoma, right? Just the the game earlier this season uh, was coming off an emotional firing of Larry Harrison. Tough game. We lost by one in Norman. Um, This game has been sold out basically ever since that one. Uh, we've always struggled against Oklahoma. It always seems like they have that one big guy that does, you know, things against us. And, you know, to get back on track, we keep talking about it. This is one of the wins we have to get if we're playing in March. I think this is where it all starts. This is the most important game of the year. No doubt. This is a must win. I, I know that term gets thrown around a lot, but this is a must win. Uh, both teams two and seven in the Big 12. So it's a battle for eighth place going into next week in the standings. Oklahoma's only won one game since our last meeting earlier in January, and that was against Alabama of all teams. And they, I mean, everybody saw that score. They put it on them, beat Alabama by 25. But they're also coming off a loss, too. I mean, they were beyond disappointing last night in Bedlam, where they they got beat by double digits in their own home arena after losing the first matchup, too. So they got swept by Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State has quietly kind of pulled away from the bottom three in the standings. So it's kind of right now us, Oklahoma, and then Texas Tech. So we need to get back on track and pull away from Oklahoma now. It's funny. Uh, we, what have we lost? Seven in a row to them. So we're going for yep. trying to not make it eight, and we're battling for eight. So it's all around the eights. Uh, but, Ryan, uh, we didn't talk about much. This We didn't talk about this team a lot last time, uh, like we talked about. It was a throwaway, the tape game. Um, a lot of emotions were going with, with Hugs, longtime assistant, Larry Harrison, um, being out after being together for him with him for 24 years. So let's take a little bit of a deeper dive on this Oklahoma team. Um, one, what is the identity of this Oklahoma team, Ryan, and how have they been different or improved or stayed the same since last time we faced them? So do you remember Porter Mosier's teams at Loyola, Chicago, the one that went to the final four with the big kid that they would run all their offense through the high post. It's the same thing, but at the big 12 level with uh, Tanner Groves, the big mm-hmm. growth brother that came over from Eastern Washington when Porter Mojo got the job. They play extremely slow, methodical, very direct what they want to do. They just want to grind every game out. They're not very talented. I'll be frankly honest. This is probably the worst roster talent-wise in the Big 12. But we have struggled with them because they are so disciplined. And if you lack, uh, if you let down for just a second, you'll get back cut. And they have a big guy that, that can make the pass. It's kind of like playing a mid-major in a way but obviously with high major bodies in it. It's definitely kind of put it in football terms, right? It's they're the, they're the team that game manages the hell out of you. It's, you know, you may not have the best talent, may not have the the best roster, but they're going to be in charge of the clock. 
They're going to dictate what they want to do. And basically my guess is to counter that is you got to play fast. You got to move in transition. You can't let them slow the game down to the pace that they want it at. Mm -hmm. Yes, no doubt. You got to pick up the pace, make it more of a track meet because they, they do not want to play fast at all. They are actually, I got the stats pulled up. They are in the 310th ranked in tempo in the country. So only with 360 teams, that's very slow. Uh, Virginia esque slow. So yeah, no, we got to speed up the tempo and we gotta we gotta make uh, the Groves guy uh, Tanner Groves. We gotta make his his night hard. We, we we've done a bad job over the last couple of years of just letting him catch it where he wants, making him comfortable. But that also goes back to kind of when we touched on, let's say, the Navy games. Um, it was Penn. That was the other one where big guys like Jimmy Bell aren't used to guarding other bigs on the perimeter. Like you're yeah. used to going up there and guarding a ball screen. But Oklahoma's not like that where they're gonna run their offense through the big. And the big guy's got to be able to set his feet, get in the passing lane to extend that so that their offense is running it from 30 plus feet out rather than just 15 to 20 feet out. Well, let's talk about the matchups is so for the Mountaineers, how, how do we match up in this game? Is Jimmy Bell the one to, you know, go out to the perimeter and match up? Or is this a Kunku game? Is this a Wagi game? What, what skill set, um, what, what personnel for the Mountaineers do you believe should be out there to counter this Oklahoma game management attack? We've had success going small against them in the past. Uh, the game that kind of remi- uh, comes to mind was the f- COVID year in Norman when it was the first game after Oscar had just left on New Year's Day where we went mm. to the four four round one with Derek Culver in the middle. And I thought we gave him, really, gave him a lot of fits and we matched up with them defensively. But, um, yeah, I think playing more small in this game is probably the way to go. This was the game where we played Trey at the five. I think this is actually the one opponent you can play Trey at the five and go Keedy, Joe, Eric, and uh, Emmett or whoever's riding the hot hand that night, kind of what we talk about. How is this Mountaineers team from the last time we faced them different? And what are some of the mistakes that we made in that game that we absolutely have to fix for this game? You know, it's crazy. We only had five turnovers in the first matchup against him. Because, That's what I thought. They, I, I don't remember but, turning the ball over much. But that goes back to we went 8-16 to for the foul line, so we got to clean that up, obviously. But yeah. that goes to Oklahoma is not going to get out in passing lanes, pressure you like tech, the Texas Tech, the TCUs, Oklahoma State. They're going to sit back kind of like a mid-major and say, hey, you're going to have to beat us with jump shots, and we're just going to rebound it. And we got out-rebounded by 10, which is disappointing because – Oklahoma's not that good a rebounding team. It also seems like Oklahoma's very disciplined in the sense where they don't want to really put anything in the refs' hands. They don't. This isn't a team that fouls a lot, and yes. uh, because of that, is we got to make sure that we don't get in foul trouble either. I think there's sometimes this, uh, you know, intention, I guess, to insert your will, right? Say, hey, this is our game. We're going out there to win. And you know, while that's a great mentality to have, you got to also stay disciplined in with with it. So if you're going out and, you know, just guns a blazing and not being disciplined, you know, we could get into foul trouble real quick. And all of a sudden it's 10 minutes left in the the first half. And, you know, they're in the bonus, double bonus. So definitely something to watch out for is we have to stay disciplined this game, um, especially the way they want to game manage because we know they're disciplined. That's the only way they've kind of stayed in it uh, all year long. No doubt. Yeah, this is this is a game of of where your mindset's at. It, we we are plenty talented. We're more talented. We have a more talented roster 
than Oklahoma does. But if we're not mentally ready to play, they will hit us in the mouth like they have the last three times when they've come to Morgantown and gotten wins. Who do you believe is the X factor in this game? If there's the guy to make a difference, the guy to have the hot hand, the guy to just come in and just put in some valuable minutes, even if it's off the bench, who do you believe that is for this game? For this game, I think it's going to be Keedy. I, I Keedy's coming off a tough game at TCU, but uh, like this is a matchup. I it, last time they played, he had thirteen points on just seven shots. So I think Keedy's an X factor here. Um, Keedy and Joe to uh, to expand. I think the two guards can have a good night because Oklahoma's not going to pressure them, so they should be able to get what they want if they just are stay patient and, and disciplined. If the Mountaineers are going to win on Saturday, Ryan, and be one step closer to March, get that Oklahoma monkey off their back and uh, you know keep this thing alive, how do they do that? What are the keys to victory, Ryan, for this West Virginia Mountaineers basketball team? They have to be ready to play right from the tip, and I know that's simple, but we weren't ready to play from the tip on Tuesday night for so, for whatever reason, and we haven't been ready to play against Oklahoma in all three of these games at the Coliseum that we've lost. They've gotten off to a double-digit lead in the first half in each and every one of those games. I don't know why. It's Maybe it's that Oklahoma jersey that lulls us asleep, but it, it's weird. I, it doesn't make any sense because we match up on paper well with them, but we just have not played well against them uh, we've, in Norman or in uh, Morgantown. The only place we seem to play well against them is in Kansas City in the Big <laughs> 12 where yeah. we always beat them. So uh, go figure. So, yeah, be ready to play right off the, right from the tip. Uh, forty-minute game, uh, defensive discipline as well. Uh, they're going to try to lull you to sleep with their motion offense, run the ball through groves, and don't get back cut and give up easy layups, and then try and get some easy ones in transition too. Uh, Oklahoma takes a lot of jump shots, so uh, be some long misses that could lead out to uh, some transition buckets, easy ones. We got a good one in Morgantown, folks. Eight o'clock, nice primetime game here at the Coliseum. We'll definitely need the fan base to show up and to get really loud. Um, this game's been sold out now, basically since we played it last. So fans have been ready to get Oklahoma, uh, a hard time and, and, and get them back. So, Hey, it's let's, let's stop that win streak. Let's get a win here and let's, let's keep going on to March because Iowa state comes around and that game will come around quick on Wednesday. No doubt. I'm tired of losing to Oklahoma. Go Mountaineers. <laughs> Go Mountaineers beat Oklahoma. Have a good one, everyone. Good week. See ya.